If you are under the age of 18, you should not be listening to this podcast. Also, this is your official spoiler warning. There will be all the spoilers. All the spoilers. Heavy spoilers. Very heavy. Very heavy. Thank you for listening to this podcast. kinky as fuck let's get back into it all right welcome to north harbor podcast this is rebecca sadai and adalona sadai welcome happy thanksgiving to our american friends yep when this posts it will have been it will have been in the past yeah but we being from the americas Mm are very thankful thankful for our fans of north harbor and for your patience with us and um we love you very much so thank you thank you thank you thank you yes so we are uh recording on thanksgiving so yes we are because we are so thankful for um everybody in the wheel of time we certainly are. Yep. Uh, so let's get started with our openers here. All right. If you are not already on the edge of your seat, anticipating our midnight showing with uh, Andrew on the Christmas Waterthon, this podcast is not for you. <laughs> Just going to say, I don't even know what's going to happen. that's the beauty of it (laughs) right i'll be wearing something christmasy Mm -hmm. uh, and that's about all i know (laughs) where we go from there very nice um if you if you haven't fantasized what being in a bedroom with tuan would be like on this podcast may not be for you mm-hmm. and if you didn't ship at least for a little while Birgitta and Matt this podcast is not for you oh <sighs> yeah that would have been a powerful pairing <laughs> really would have but I love the play on them with the platonic relationship. Yes. That is really good too. Yes. yes. Like women can have guy friends and guys yeah. can have women friends yes. and not be attracted to each other. Very true. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wouldn't like to be in charge of Gelgon then this podcast is not for you. Or if you at least have not thought about (laughs) that play. Like, which way would he go? I wonder. And like, I think he has a thing for Matt. Like, I really enjoy their back and forth. Mm Mm-hmm. So Galgon. Yes. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I enjoy Galgon. And here's my thing with Matt, because 
I've noticed this with my husband, it, my warder. The gay gentlemen really seem to like him. Yeah. Um, I have thought about this long and hard and uh, one of his friends pointed out it's just because he's adorable and i think that's kind of what matt has going on yes <laughs> matt is adorable yes. he is adorable he's a rascal mm -hmm. and that is how my warder gets so i see this and i can appreciate that about him nice and so it's also a Miss Fortuna, as we get into this, mm -hmm. about him. So today we are covering chapter 24, Ooh. to ignore the omens. Okay, okay. So that just lets us know it is a Sean Chan chapter. Yes. <laughs> yes, the omens. Mm -hmm. The omens. Um, and I always find that very interesting. So Fortuna, Empress of the Shanchan Empire, studied her husband as he gave orders to their forces. They were arrayed outside the palace in Ebudar, and she herself sat upon an elaborate mobile throne, outfitted with poles at the bottom so she could be carried by a dozen soldiers. I kind of want to be carried by a dozen soldiers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like the Queen of Sheba just, you know, reclining on this lounge that's being carried. Yes. Grapes and fan me with palm leaves. Yes, we're and good. And her clothes sound really comfortable. They do. <laughs> like, out of everybody, she's got the best. She does. Yeah. And all of her stuff pulls away very easily into the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm that's useful if you don't think man <laughs> appreciates two wants easily removable clothing this podcast is not for you yes oh <laughs> dear who i appreciate Tuan's removable clothing uh yes i very i can't wait to see Tuan on screen oh, gosh. <laughs> me too oh, it's gonna be amazing do you wonder I wonder if they'll combine like a Suroth and Semarag. That's a possibility. See, mm, it'll give away Semarag early. If but, they reveal it early. Well, yeah, they could always have whoever sees. Hey, Cooper. They could always have whoever these Suroth, like the like Egwene, Nynaeve, Min, Elaine. Yeah, as Suroth. Yeah, they could always have Suroth be off camera and be some mm -hmm. unseen Shanshan person. Yes. Right. And they showed that like veil or mask. Yes. In one of the trailers. Hi, mm -hmm. buddy. I love you too. And I saw the little metal fingernails instead of the actual lacquered fingernails. That's interesting. I wonder how that will play because in here, Matt bites off the end of one of his fingernails and spits it at someone's feet and makes That's them true. into the low blood, I think. So how is that even going to work? Is it well, is his fingernail just, just going to fall off at their feet? Then you can know. just yeah, really like, pull it off and or yeah. what? Cooper, I need you to go lay down. <laughs> yes. Go lay down. Go lay down. Go lay down. Yes. Adel okay. No. No. You're fine. Okay. Lay down. Anyway. <sighs> he has changed, greatest one, Eslin said to her, and yet he hasn't. I don't know what to make of him any longer. He is what the wheel has sent us, Fortuna replied. Have you considered what you will do? 
Beslin kept eyes forward. He was impetuous, often governed by his emotions, but no more than the other Altarans. They were a passionate people and were making a fine addition to the Empire now that they were properly tamed. <laughs> Which is funny. Do you think the Abu Dari would ever consider themselves tamed? In the same way a brat would not. No. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no not tamed i mean the dom considers them tamed but yeah yeah no <clears throat> i will do as has been suggested Besselin said face flushed wise wise Fortuna said may the throne stand forever Besselin said and may your breath continue as long greatest one about i want someone to call me greatest one mm, yes that sounds amazing i would like that too mm -hmm. <laughs> greatest one things i appreciate so much appreciation <laughs> so lucia watched him go nodding in approval Hmm, Solusha. Okay, Solusha. Mm. That one is becoming a strong asset <laughs> as he learns proper restraint, she signed. Ortfoda said nothing. Solusha's motions carried implication. One that Fortuna would have missed, save for their long association. Mm -hmm. Matt started cursing up a storm nearby, gathered with Sean Chan commanders. She could not hear exactly what had set him off. What had she done in yoking herself to him? In <laughs> mm. short, your longevity, my dear. <laughs> True. Yeah. And produced an air. I have followed the omens, she thought. She caught him glancing toward her before he returned to his raving. He would have to be taught restraint, but teaching him, it would be difficult. Do you know sometimes the most challenging things are the most rewarding? <laughs> High risk brings high reward. Exactly. <sighs> Far more difficult than teaching Bestlin had been. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> At least Solusha did not speak her condemnations out loud. The woman was Fortuna's truth speaker. Though Fortuna could sense that Solution was finding the position grating. Perhaps the omen would show Fortuna someone else fitting as a truth speaker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Like amen. And I think mm -hmm. Min is the best truth speaker. Uh yes. 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 Like that is her niche. Right. It there. is. Yes. It absolutely is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, that lady has lost her filter and belongs there. <laughs> <laughs> what filter? Did she even have a filter in the first place? I don't think she did. I, I don't, don't either. No. <sighs> the Shan Chan commonly said, may she live forever, in regard to the Empress. Mm -hmm. To some, it was a pletitude, a mere ritual of allegiance. Fortuna had always seen much more to it. I mean, wouldn't she though? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and being that she can channel and has channeled, she's going to live a hell of a long time. Yeah, right? So that yeah. makes me wonder, like, how old is her mom? Or was her right? mom? Yeah. Probably really old. How long do the... So that also makes me wonder, right? Because they're supposed to be Archer Pandrag's 
offspring, mm-hmm. how many lifetimes has the Empress Emperor lived forever? Well, if it was an emperor, they wouldn't have would, because right. yeah. wouldn't have that gene. But right. somewhere in there, someone snuck in. Yes. So someone got a little frisky. Mm-hmm. Anyway. The phrase encapsulated the strength of the empire an empress had to be crafty strong and skilled if she was to survive only the fittest deserved to sit on the crystal throne if one of her siblings or a member of the high blood like galgon managed to kill her then her death served the empire for she had obviously been too weak to lead it I mean, it's one way of looking at it. Yes. So I just did um, some research on the tiger mom parenting method. And this really seems to be on point with that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I would be capable of being a tiger mom. No. No. Like no power to those who can do it i am not one yeah no it works for without um putting emotional trauma on their children Uh uh-huh but uh yeah i can't i'm sorry i'm a Mm -hmm. i'm a western parent yeah that's yeah may she live forever may she be strong enough to live forever May she be strong enough to lead us to victory. She would bring order to this world. That was her goal. It's a pretty lofty goal. Especially when she's married to chaos. Yes. Yes. Chaos incarnate. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A high general's regalia was meant to give the bearer authority to enhance his grace as cloth rippled in response to his careful movements. On Matrim, it was like wrapping a racehorse in (laughs) silk and expecting it to run. He had a kind of grace, but it was not the grace of court. No. Good luck teaching him. Matrim baffled the blood. This would be entertaining to watch. Yes. I mean, I have to give her that. Mm-hmm. She's got to be having a good time. She does. Yeah. He represented disorder with his random ways and constant stabs at authority. Fortuna represented order. And she had married Chaos himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what of the sea folk, Highness? General Yulon said, stopping beside Matrum in front of Fortuna. Stop worrying about the bloody sea folk, Matrum snapped. If you say the word sea folk one more time, I'll hang you by your toenails from one of those rockin' you fly about on. Send you <laughs> off to Shara. Yulon seemed perplexed. <laughs> <laughs> Matt yelled, Savara, we're leading with pikes. You goat-loving idiot. I don't care if cavalry thinks it can do a better job. What are you, a tear and high lady? (laughs) (laughs) Matrim stormed off towards Savara, who sat her horse with arms folded, displeasure on her dark face. Yulon left behind looking completely bewildered <laughs> hang a person by their toenails softly <laughs> enough that Fortuna barely heard I, I do not think that is possible <laughs> break off he walked away shaking his head <laughs> <laughs> 
then Sulu gives a heads up that Galagon's coming over. And Madger would never be a rival. She did not know how to think of that. A piece of her, small, but not without strength. Thought she should have put him away for that very reason. Was not the Prince of the Ravens a check upon the Empress to keep her strong by providing a constant threat? It seems very Catherine the Great thinking. Yes, yes it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like. And that's just not Matt. No. No, it's not. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. A woman was most resourceful with a knife at her throat. A proverb uttered by Vrota, her great-great-great-grandmother. She would hate to put Matram away. She couldn't until she had a child by him anyway. So if she puts him away, mm-hmm. does she get to have another? Like That's how, a good question. How many is she going to keep? You know, like that's how, a very good question. How do because it's her job as the empress to produce a shit ton of heirs exactly to keep each other so the best one wins Mm -hmm. you know i don't know i think maybe it's like a reverse harem situation yeah i like it go girl yeah girl Mm -hmm. power or to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would be ignoring the omens to you otherwise. Such a strange man he was. Each time she thought she could anticipate him, she was proved wrong. Greatest one, Galgon said. We are nearly ready. The Prince of the Ravens is dissatisfied with the delays, she said. He fears we are joining the battle too late. If the Prince of the Ravens has any real understanding of armies and battlefields, Galgon said, his tone indicating that he didn't believe such a thing was possible, Mm. realize that moving a force of this size requires no small effort. Up until Matt's arrival, Galgon had been in charge, and Galgon is having some problems. Yeah. Yeah. Adjustment. It's an adjustment. Nearby, a burst of wind carried away some dust. It revealed the small skull of a rodent, another omen. Her life had been cluttered with them lately. This was an omen of danger, of course. It was as if she strolled through deep grasses passing between stalking Lopar and among holes dug to catch the unwary. The dragon reborn had knelt before the crystal throne and the omen of peach blossoms, the most powerful omen she knew, had accompanied him. So that's all I know. And then she says to summon her consort. Fortuna signed, tapping the armrest of her throne. So Lucia voiced the order to a messenger. He had a better eye for horse flesh than the imperial stable master herself. Still, Pips. What a silly name. <laughs> Not for Matt. Not for <laughs> Just Matt. dice rolling in his head. Nope, it makes perfect sense. Right, who works? Yes. Right. To the side, she saw Galgan smile. He thought he knew what she was going to do. He was wrong. I name you Notai, for you are a bringer of destruction to the Empire's enemies. Let your new name only be Smokin. Smokin. I'm smoking 
<laughs> you know. I proclaim that Notai, Prince of the Ravens, is to be given the rank of rod holder in our armies. Let it be published as my will. Rod holder. Rod holder. That meant that should Galgon fall, Matt would have command. And Galgon was no longer smiling. Well, of course not. He can no longer hold his own rod. I mean, come on. He's got to have Matt hold it for him. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that would make me smile, though. It would. <laughs> not lie. But he hasn't fallen for Matt yet. Ah, uh, true. Okay. Okay. Fair. Mm -hmm. Their bond has yet to develop. I think as Matt shows his worthiness as holder of the rod, Calgon mm -hmm. falls. Yes. And he falls hard. He does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if not for Matt, aka no tie at this point, um, I think that she should go for Galgon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would have been a good Get choice. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, my dog is yelling at me. Oh, God. Okay, hold on here, Cooper. Let me pause. All right. Ready? Yes. Um, no tie? She glared at him. Keep your tongue for once, she thought at him. Please. <laughs> I kind of like it, yep. Notai said, turning his horse and trotting away. Galgon regained his saddle. He will need to learn to kneel, the general muttered, then kicked his horse forward. It was... An ever so small offense, deliberate and calculating, Galgan had not addressed the words to Fortuna directly, instead, acting as if they were just a comment to himself, he sidestepped calling her greatest one. It was enough to make Seleucia growl softly and wiggle her fingers in a question. No, Fortuna signed. We need him. Once again, No Tie did not seem to realize what she had done and the risk inherent in it. Galgon would have to consult with him on their battle plans. The rod holder could not be left out of meetings as he had to be ready to take control at any moment. Galgon would have to listen to his advice mm -hmm. and incorporate it. Ooh. Yep. Mighty, have, mighty blow. Yeah, it is. Yep. I mean, could have placed him Not over him, which she does later, but ah, very true. <sighs> she bet upon her prince in this, hoping he could manifest again the unexpected genius in battle that had so impressed Ferric Kareed. The pattern had placed Notai before her, had shoved her into his arms. The dragon reborn had seen and spoken truth about her for all the illusion of order her rule was like a heavy rock balanced on its smallest point. She was stretched thin, reigning over lands unaccustomed to discipline. She needed to take great risks to bring order to chaos. Good luck. Right? Oh boy, Noatai suddenly came riding back, holding his hat. Two on! This guy. 
I can't. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Can not. Why is it so hard for him to understand names? Salusha asked. <laughs> Fortuna could almost read the sigh in those motions. No time? Fortuna asked. You may approach. Play good, Notai said, since I'm already here. <laughs> we need to move now, like ten minutes ago. Egwin's army is dead, essentially. Rise, Fortuna said. Is this true to this guy who wrote up? The army of the Marathamane suffered a grave defeat. The returning fists of heaven describe it in detail. This Amerlin's armies are scattered in turmoil and retreating at speed. Gelgon said he also got this report. And we should move in to support Agwain's retreat, Notai said. I don't know what a rod holder is, uh, but from how everyone's reacting, I think it means I have control of the armies no I... <laughs> no Fortuna said you are third behind me behind Galgon you know behind yeah mm -hmm. then you can order a move right now Notai said we need to go Egwene is being stomped how many Marastamani are there? Fortuna asked. We have been watching the army. There are hundreds, the entirety of the White Tower that remains. They are exhausted, being driven forth by a new force, one we do not recognize. Tuan, Matt warned. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> warned. Okay. Oh, Fortuna could swoop in and all of those demoni would be hers. Hundreds upon hundreds. With that force, she could crush the resistance to her rule back to Shan Chan. It was the last battle. The world hung upon her decisions. Was it truly better to support these Marath demoni despite? or they're in their desperate fight there or should she use this chance to retreat to Shan Chan secure her rule there then defeat the Trollocs come on Tuan you gave your word no tie said softly I signed a treaty she said any treaty can be broken particularly by the Empress some empresses might be able to do that, No Tai said. But not you, right? Light one, you gave him your word. Order in one hand, something known, something she knew. Have it chaos in the other. Chaos in the form of a one-eyed man who knew Arthur Hawkwing's face. Mm -hmm. you think odin knows king arthur's face probably <laughs> yeah yeah that's yep. likely he went on talking riding off giving orders that he really should have allowed gelgon to give gelgon studied her from horseback his face unreadable He'd consider this a grave mistake, but she, she had the omens on her side. These dreadful black clouds had been Land's companion for far too long. He'd grown weary indeed of seeing them each day, expanding toward infinity in all directions, rumbling with thunder like growls of a hungry beast. Mm. Oh, Andir was right. It did look bad. That didn't change a thing. Agilmar had chosen the place for their battle alongside the river, roaring on their western 
flank. Using it to protect that side, nearby hills provided other positions. And it was atop one of these that land waited. For all the good it has done, Land thought gloomily as he studied. Oh, uh, Egelmar kept grumbling about not having any pikes, though it was the lack of foot that had facilitated their successful retreat. So they were losing the fight. They delayed the Trollocs, but Land's army is still getting pushed back. Um, last, it Andir said, looking up, has the Dark One somehow swallowed the sun? We'll have to carry lanterns to fight, even though it's the middle of the day. Lan placed his hand to his breastplate beneath the armor. Nynaeve's letter rested next to his heart. Light, may her fight go better than my own. Earlier today, she and Rand had entered the pit of doom itself. Yeah. Many of Lan's Malkiri had very little true Malkir blood. They came to him as an honor more than anything. The prince was another matter. Lan had asked him and his companions if they should be swearing to a foreign king, no matter how friendly. The only reply he'd received was, Malkir represents the borderlands in this war, Daishan. I mean, I'd follow Lan too. I mean, so would I. Yes, absolutely, without question. Yep. Yeah, I'll swear. What? What? You want me to kneel? Oh, I'll kneel. I mean, for land, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a no-brainer. And uh, I'll expect the favor returned. Thank you, sir. Lan and his men would hit the creature's face on, as Lan preferred it. You know, if he wants to be in the face, that's fine. Agilmar knew better than to try to coddle him. <laughs> you gotta be bold, I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> So Eomar was not making mistakes that Lan could see. He complained of troubled dreams lately, but considering the war, I mean, mm -hmm. be a little more worried if he didn't dream of uh, these things. Yeah. A short distance from the walls of Carrion, Elaine rode Moonshadow along the front lines. The army had formed up according to Bashir's battle plans. They had done it. A fast march up river along the road, and the lane had positioned their force on the far northern side of Carrion to face the army coming in from that direction. She had also left some dragons and a company of bowmen downriver to deter the Trollocs from trying to cross the river there. Beat the army ahead, then face the one behind. It was their only chance. Everyone was exhausted in the last orgy. I mean, yes. You had someone ahead of you, someone behind you, right in the middle. Oh, yeah. But she can exhausting. do it. Yeah. yeah. Elaine's army was slightly larger than that of the Shadow Spawn, but her men were exhausted. Some slumped in their lines, pikes tipping forward. Those who stood firm had reddened eyes nonetheless. They had, they still had Eludra's dragons, and that would have to be enough. Yeah, yeah. Elaine hadn't slept the night before. She'd spent the time searching for inspiring words, seeking something she could say that would have meaning. What did you say when all was coming to an end? Glorious, glorious end. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I don't think words generally have any sort of effect when you're that close to the end. I think it's more right. sound. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
and she opened her mouth to speak and the sun <laughs> went out oh no elaine froze looking upward with shock i hate it when that happens mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep oh the clouds had parted above them they often did when she was near one way the bond with rand manifested so she'd been expecting an open sky and light for this battle mm -hmm. oh, girl we can't always get what we want mm, we sure can't mm, gotta make do all across her army men looked up raising fingers as they were swallowed by darkness light it was hard to keep from trembling elaine gathered her confidence and kicked her horse forward this is the place she announced enhancing her voice with the one power but that's not the only thing she's enhancing oh. <laughs> girl it's like a filter mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where i promise you we will win this is where i tell you that days will continue that the land will recover this is the time when i promise you that the light will return that hope will survive that we will continue to live <clears throat> she paused people lined the top of karian's city walls children women and the elderly who armed with kitchen knives and pots to throw down should the Trollocs destroy the army and come for the city. There had barely been time to contact them. Those walls offered a false safety that meant little when the enemy had dreadlords. She needed to defeat the Trolloc army quickly. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's all you really need. <laughs> I mean, you know, we have our monster fuckers out there. It's fine. Yep, we sure. <laughs> and those who enjoy baby Trollocs. I mean, they're adorable. Yeah. They are. They're exactly. adorable. I am supposed to reassure you, Elaine shouted to the men, but I cannot. I will not tell you that the land will survive that the light will prevail doing so would remove responsibility this is our duty our blood that will be spilled this day we have come here to fight if we do not then the land will die the light will fall to the shadow this is not a day for empty promises our blood our blood is the fire within us today our blood must drive us to defeat the shadow she turned her horse the men had looked away from the darkness above toward her she wove a light high in the sky above her drawing their attention our blood is passion true green yes it is mm -hmm. <clears throat> too much of what i hear from our armies is about resistance we cannot merely resist we must show them our anger our fury at what they have done green totally green yeah yep we must not resist today we must destroy our blood is our land this place is ours and we claim it for our fathers and mothers for our children our blood is our life we have come to give it across the world other armies are pushed back we will not retreat our task is to spend our blood to die advancing we will not remain still no if we are to have the light again we must make it ours we must reclaim it and cast out the shadow 
He seeks to make you despair, to win this battle before it begins. We will not give him that satisfaction. We will destroy this army before us, mm -hmm. then destroy the one behind, and from there, bring our blood, our life, our fire, our passion to the others who fight. From there, it spreads to victory and the light. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Good speech. I, I love it. It is such a great speech. <laughs> It sure is. Mm -hmm. oh, she honestly didn't know what to expect. And the Andorans looked at her with solemn eyes. She had not inspired them to excitement, but to determination. And that seemed the more honest emotion. They ignored the darkness in the sky and turned eyes on the goal, which makes me think of Manetherin. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. This right? is very reminiscent. She's calling on the traces of Manetherin's blood within them, essentially. She really is. Yeah, to help her fight. Here we go. She'd forgotten every word of her practiced one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, come on, Elaine said to Brigida. The Trolloc army was arriving opposite hers. I need to move into position. Into position? Brigida <laughs> asked. Mm, you mean, uh, you need to go back to the command tent? No. I'm not going there, Elaine said, turning Moonshadow. Blood and bloody ashes you aren't. Brigida. Elaine snapped. I am in command and you are my soldier you will obey brigida recoiled as if slept bashir has the command tent i'm one of the few channelers of any strength this army has i'll be drawn and quartered before i let myself sit out this fight the babes even if men hadn't had that viewing i'd still insist on fighting because she's brat I mean, yes. And <laughs> and it's the last battle, but first yes. and foremost, yes. The brat. Oh, oh yes. That's yeah. that's the biggest reason right there. Yes. yes. Yep. For real. Brigida mm -hmm. <laughs> fell silent. Oh wait. She said, I'm not going to spend the last battle lounging on a chaise and drinking goat's milk. <laughs> Light, the woman said. I won't stop you, but will you at least agree to back away for the initial volleys? Can do more good helping the lions where they're weakened. Salmanas <laughs> is here. <sighs> she allowed Brigitte and her guards to lead the way back to the hillside near Aludra's dragons. Tilmanes, Aludra, and their crews waited with more anxiety and eagerness than the regular troops. They were tired, but they'd also seen little use during the forest battles on the retreat. And now they got to shine. Yes, Talmanis. <clears throat> Elaine waited with patience. Her biggest worry was that they'd just sit there waiting for her, their fellow Trollocs to arrive from the south and attack Elaine simultaneously. Mm. Fortunately, it's not what happened. Her troops stood firm, knowing what was coming next. The dragons began to bellow, each like innumerable hammers falling at exactly the same moment. Elaine was now a good hundred paces from them, and still she had the urge to cover her ears. I bet you can feel the vibrations. Uh, yeah. And they're good vibrations. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're giving me excitations. <laughs> at least i wasn't the only one to think of that song all right <laughs> oh man
The dragoners had trained well, and their reloading speeds were impressive. Mm. Set off three volleys before the Trollocs hit the front lines. Elaine hadn't watched the exchange. She'd been too focused on the dragons. But she did see that some of her lines were struck. Nobody used swords and maces against Trollocs. At least not while on foot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're going to get to the right height. That height difference can be rough sometimes. A little tricky. Yeah. So let's go, Elaine said, moving Moonshadow forward. Birgitta followed. But Elaine could sense that she was not happy about it. I mean, yeah. Ooh. We're into our last little section with one of my late favorites because we didn't get to meet him earlier on in the books. Rodal Iteralda. Nice. Very nice. Yo, mommy general with his mm-hmm. beauty mark. His quaffed hair. Nice. He he better be cast right. That's all I could say. Right. Yeah. Oh. Someone who can play a bit of a pop and jay, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. But then someone who also can be very serious when the time calls for Yes, it. and has an air of command. Yeah. Ooh, you know who else would be good for him? Hmm. If he doesn't get Mazram? Who? Daniel Malik. Oh my gosh, yes. I would also love to see him as Rodal and Iteralda. Yes. That would be good. No, let's be honest. I would like to see him as pretty much anything. Yes. But, <clears throat> you know, it's like the Billy Zane thing. Part. I really want to see Billy Zane. But he I don't could think also be Rodel. I don't know. He could. He kind of do. Okay. So Malik for Motherum mm-hmm. and Billy for Hydralda. Hydralda. Yep. There mm-hmm. you go. Yep. yep. Right. Those are my fan castings. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. He had brought his force into this dead end valley, seizing the jewel of the Dark One's lands. His very footstool, the Black Mountain, and now the sun itself had gone out, though the eyes had eye said that would pass. I'd rolled a puffed on his pipe as he stro- or as he rode his horse along the ridge that edged the valley to the north. Yes, he was going to lose. But with these resources, he'd do it with style. Yes. The pass into Shilgul was like a large slot canyon, the top completely inaccessible from the eastern side with a glory hole he could reach the top and look down into the canyon very nice very Mm -hmm. nice those glory holes are uh good for seeing into canyons yes Mm -hmm. Yes. they make canyons easily accessible they do Mm -hmm. i love it (laughs) he left the canyon mouth and moved back to a group of people that had come with him. I mean, that's fortuitous. It's always <laughs> better to come together. Ooh, they were windfinders. Another high-ranking sea folk stood in long coats that they had. Colorful clothing peeked out from beneath. And many ornaments on their faces. And it seemed a strange contrast to their dull brown coats. Mm-hmm. I trawled a was Domani. He had more than a share of dealings with the sea folk, and if they proved half as tenacious in battle as they were at negotiations, Mm -mm. he was happy indeed to have them with him. (laughs) They had insisted on coming up here with him. A short woman, Zida, uh, said that the windfinders were letting him know that the attack had started. The bringer of gales 
Zida said, looking toward the sky, where the dark clouds rumbled and churned. The father of storms, he would destroy you with the force of his ire. Your people can handle it, right? The windfinders already confront him with the power of the bull of the winds, Zida said. If it were not so, he would have destroyed us all with tempest. She still watched the sky, as did many of her companions. There were only about a hundred sea folk with him. Most of the rest worked with supply teams, relaying arrows, food, and other equipment. Confronting the Dark One himself, gust for gust, Zida said. We will sing of this day. She looked back to Ayateralda. You must protect the Coromor. I will do my part, Ayateralda said. Just do yours. This bargain was sealed long ago, Ruda Aitoralda. Whatever that was supposed to mean. So here's some Aiel horns. Um, that means that the Trollocs have entered the pass. Mm -hmm. He gallops along, um, trailed by other commanders and his king. He freely adores his king. He does. Oh. Yeah. Desperate act after desperate act. He was like a man screaming, clubbing wolves as they tore him to pieces, hoping to take at least one with him into the final darkness. His hand holding the looking glass quivered. He forced himself back to the present and his current defenses. It felt as if he'd been fighting, losing battles his entire life. Poor guy. Yeah. This guy. Steady, steady old friend, King Al-Salam said, riding up beside him. The king had a soothing voice. He'd always been able to calm others. I, Tralda, was certain the merchants of Arad Daman had chosen him for that reason. But Al-Salam, he could calm a frantic merchant who had just lost her entire fleet at sea. Yeah. The defense of this valley. He had to keep his mind on the defense of this valley. Remain, or remind the men to remain steady below, Aitralda said, surveying through his glass. Prepare the logs. So the Trollocs are coming into the valley. Um, Aitralda is concerned. He's going to lose, but he is fighting with style. Yeah, he is. He couldn't spare many channelers for the work. Most were back in the valley making glory holes and watching for other channelers. They had already had a second run-in with Dreadlords. Avienda and Cad Swain had those operations in hand. I bet they do. Mm -hmm. glorious glory holes yes um <laughs> we already know what happens with avi and grandal so yep mm -hmm. we, do. we do good job mass confusion resulted trollocs behind cried and shouted pressing forward some stood dazed all while arrows and rocks and burning logs continued to fall beautiful Salam whispered Mm -hmm. I Toronto found that his arm was no longer quivering. He lowered his looking glass. Let's go. The battle is not through, the king protested. It is for now. True to his word, the entire Trollic army broke behind him. He could hear it happening, and they fled eastward down the pass away from the valley. Mm -hmm. One day held. I trolled the thought. They would be back tomorrow, and then they would be ready. More shields, better weapons. They'd still bleed, and he'd make certain of it. And that is the end of chapter mm -hmm. 24 of the Yes. A Memory of Light. Lovely.
And get my Lenny quote. So we are very excited that we're going to be on the Wathon with Andrew. Yes. Um, it is going to be midnight. Eastern out. Standard Time, yeah. Eastern Time, 11 o'clock Central Time. Yeah. So very, very. Going to be amazing. Because, you know. Very amazing. Andrew. Good. And his visits to North Harbor are legendary. So we do visits to North Harbor. <laughs> yes, we do. Helps if I go to the right spot. Yeah, we are looking for our Lenny fat facts. Ooh. So Morgus, Lenny helps Morgus plan her escape from the palace with the help of a young boy, Hater. And Lenny does mm. not approve that is in lord of chaos chapter 31 yes mm. and we all know what happens to pater yeah, yeah we do and it's not the first time we see pater no it's not no pater if we recall we met way back was it in eye of the world yes right. it was yep. eye of the world sweet little kid mm -hmm. who is Right. It tries to take out the dragon reward. Yeah, he does. And mm -hmm. man. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. We are thankful for you here yes. at North Harbor. And everybody have a great day. Bye. Bye.